Okay. We're here, Matt. Again. Again. Do you got your tap dancing shoes on for this episode? Because we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. I'm. I'm so nervous. I feel like. Okay, I really do feel like we need to make a disclaimer right up front that this episode is going to be touching on some uh, troubling uh, issues and topics um, of a racial variety. I will just go out and say it. And I think we need to make it very clear that we are two white men. Yes, we are both white. Very white men. Very white. (laughs) As white as snow. (laughs) Um, And... Honestly, not really qualified to speak on any of these issues, but we're still going to talk about it. We're, we're still going to talk about it. Um, this is a movie. Oh my god! That uh, we when we when we first start started talking about uh, doing this podcast, this was the movie that we kind of originally yeah. thought of the classic kind of will this hold up this kind is of movie. Definitely one of the inciting kind of inspirations for the podcast. Yeah, and and but in the thought of doing this movie. And now, having watched this movie, yeah, I go into this with significant amounts of trepidation. Yeah. I was like, I, I was so excited to talk about it, slash terrified <laughs> to talk about. It. Yes, I'm, I'm right mean, there. Um, oh boy, man, where do we begin? Um, well, let's start with what the name of the movie is. That would probably be a good place to start. The toy. The toy. The toy. The toy. The toy is a movie. Uh, it is Richard Pryor's first movie? No. No, it couldn't no, have been. No, no, he'd done several movies already. Um, okay. Like well, he'd already done movies with Gene Wilder. And, yeah. Oh, that's true. He did do all those. Yeah. Sorry. Um, He's a big star at this point. He is a big star. He, he's a huge com- comedic star, like comedian. Sure. Uh, Many I people think, think he's the greatest I comedian of all time. I do, I, or I think he is the greatest. I, I would ever. agree to. He's yeah. amazing. Um. And part of what made him a great comedian was his willingness to touch on topics that were incredibly um, incendiary. Incendiary, yes, that's a great word. Thank you. Um, Incendiary. We're going to go with that (laughs) word. It's a fantastic word, and it sums up exactly what uh, this episode. What this episode will be. It may burn up the entire podcast to the point where we don't do anymore. This might be the last episode of this podcast. Literally, the premise of the toy. For those of you who haven't listened or haven't watched the movie. The premise of the toy is Richard Pryor, a black man, is essentially bought by a rich nine-year-old white boy in Louisiana and is uh, used as a toy for his pleasure uh for oh god yeah for the for the entirety of the movie lots of really bad connotations there's there's a lot of other things uh literally the ku klux klan is in it uh there's hitler is actually in it um it's 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 no no stone is unturned in this movie no stone of the objectionable kind has has, was left uh in the quarry It, it all came to bear in the production of this movie oh my god i mean Okay, so let's. I mean, I don't know how to. I guess we're gonna. Tr- are we gonna try? We're gonna try to make sense. I was gonna say we're gonna try to make sense of it, but honestly, I don't think there is any hope making sense of it. It's more just a, acknowledging in awe, <laughs> a, a shocked awe, what happened here. Yeah. I, um, before we get into it, can I just something that's totally off this and it's completely safe, non incendiary? Okay, we're gonna start with something really light. Good. Um, which I wrote down okay. the opening credits. Right is yes. a bunch of blocks, mm-hmm. and they do it. This is something that doesn't happen anymore, and it dawned on me. Like the, all of these older movies had these extended opening, opening sequence credits, yeah, and they were very um, creative. They mm. would figure out ways, whatever the theme of the movie was, they'd figure out these creative ways to kind of do the opening credits. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. I know. I thought with another movie we're going to talk about too. I thought the same thing. That the title sequences, yeah, it's like a thing of the past, and it was, and it, they really don't. Now it's like I feel like it's almost like not hip to now. Most movies it's just like the title, and then the movie starts, right, and it just goes. And it's you know, but yeah, I do. I miss. I mean, I feel like the last one that I really remember, honestly, was Catch Me If You Can. That was like the yes. last one I can think of just from memory of like having a really good opening title sequence that is like animated, and that was like you know two thousand. That was like twenty years ago. Yeah, I just so. don't think it's something that they do anymore, and I don't yeah. know if it's because they don't it's probably because they don't want to waste time yeah. on you know five minutes or of, of a song and credits right um but 
I don't know. It was nostalgic. I kind of watched. Very, it was, I was super like, nostalgic. Was oh like, yeah. And I mean, it made me feel good going into an unfeelable it, good movie. I mean, I guess let's start with that. That we we saw this as kids. And yeah, can we talk about a little bit? Like we this movie we watched. I'm embarrassed to say how much we watched this movie. A lot. A lot. So um, in full disclosure, it wasn't as if we watched this movie. This movie was up in. Uh, a cabin yeah. that we would go to, oh, and it was one of like it was, a, it was a VHS called the toy, and it was in a, a cabin in the woods, in the woods, in a chest buried under the floor <laughs> that we discovered one day when we were digging for treasure. <laughs> oh God! And yeah, that was kind of what happened. But oh. my point was is that the the movie it wasn't like we had an, a robust amount of options to it's watch true. this was one of like maybe four movies it was a movie to watch and we are children and the others were movies that probably we couldn't watch or wouldn't yeah. allow to watch so it the was toys, called the toy it was called the toy very appealing to children i think so i mean should be richard Pryor's very on the funny surface, yes i yeah i mean and to a child i think he would be yes. very funny i watched it, it uh, i spoiler alert i watched it oh good um but you did your research that's good i did i came prepared um <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, I the I the thing. Okay, so as a kid watching this movie, of course, none of the troubling issues that we will get into, uh, can, can uh, you know, uh, registered with me at all. It was just I, there were literally there were three things I took away from this movie yes. watching as a kid. One is Richard Pryor is hilarious. Yes. Two was I want that kid's room. Yes. Big time. Yes. And three was Jackie Gleason's wife has huge boobs. Those were the three things I personally took away from this movie, and then and those were just they were I just enough from, to make me enjoy it. I thought it was I was satisfied by the film. I think the, the the other thing about that film that you don't pick up when you're a child is how annoying the child is oh. in that movie. Like watching the child, like when I used to watch it, the child didn't seem that annoying, All right? Um, and that like spoiled Mm -hmm. and now watching it as an adult watching him i'm like god this kid's awful just smack the living crap out of him like why so that part of the movie i was just like i was like okay i didn't remember this part i just i was like you richard pryor uh wonder wheel that's what i remember the wonder wheel still and still the funniest scene in the movie when i watched it this time so great although there were parts of this movie that i found even funnier as an adult like the initial scene where he has to go get a job, mm. and he makes the th- you know the thinly veiled threat that he's going to sue, and all that. Like when I was a kid, that yeah. didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And but now I watched it, and it was very funny. I thought yeah. it was pretty pretty good. So I guess yeah. So just to set up the the movie, we should probably say that. Yeah, we're talking about it. I mean, yeah. Just to just to try to like give a sense of of what this is, you know, because we're trying to figure it out too. But Richard Pryor plays. Jack Brown, who is, I guess, a writer, although he doesn't, nothing is really provided in the movie to give evidence that he's a writer, really. He's Other just, than he says he's a writer. Yeah, he says he's a writer, but really he's just kind of a, a you know, deadbeat kind of guy who just doesn't, he's unemployed, basically, right. is what he is. And he needs to find a job because they're going to auction off the house um, because they haven't been making their payments on it. And um, so he's desperate to find a job and he goes to Jackie Gleason's character is this oil magnate is this you know multi-millionaire guy and um J- uh, Richard Pryor goes to apply for a job with his company and initially I get he tries he wants to get on the paper but then he r- says they're not hiring any black people on the paper so he of course the only other option which is provided by Ned Beatty who plays the, Jackie Gleason's underling who is you know does all of his bidding for him you're gonna have to give get people i know who you're speaking of but can you give another movie or Ned Beatty, well deliverance he was the unfortunate gentleman <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate gentleman in deliverance oh, what um, a credit i mean i what guess they, credit I, to have I mean i guess they resume. were all unfortunate but he was particularly <laughs> unfortunate in that film um but also i mean he was in superman and he's been in a bunch of movies network he's brilliant um great actor um but he 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 has the brilliant idea to hire um Richard Pryor as a cleaning lady. Yeah, but a cleaning look, lady. Can we can we pause on that? This sure. will give you the first example of the uncomfortableness of this movie and how how out of step with today it is. Yeah. This the 
first of all, the <laughs> the ad is for a cleaning lady. Right. And when right. he and when he comes up and says, I can clean, he goes, Well, you're not a woman. Right. <laughs> and, yes. And, and he says, I can be a woman. I'm, I'm like <laughs> oh, it was, right. yeah. we're getting it's just deeper and deeper <laughs> into the weeds. Yes. It's just like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't waste any time. Yeah, it, 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 there it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. There's so many, so many problems. Full with this. steam ahead into the problems. I mean, yeah, we're not content to th- with with the racial issues in this film. Let's also throw sexism into the mix just for fun. Because it's a comedy, right? It's a comedy, and I also we should say this was this is actually a remake of a French film. So this movie actually it was a French film, which by the way starred a Caucasian actor. Which is my first, the first point I want to make, which I think is pretty clear that Richard Pryor is brilliant. He's obviously amazing. He's, there's, I'm not, I'm not, but he's hilarious in this movie. His performance is great in this movie, like objectively. There's nothing wrong with Richard Pryor. His casting is the absolute nail in the coffin right. of this movie in every <laughs> way. Yes. It just, it is such a bad choice so yeah for this I, material. I read an article that talked about this and, and said how this was a french film um and you know it was a french film by a by a, a screenplay uh, writer who did a lot of other films that have been very successful um i think i think he did the one that the uh la cage that the bird cage is the bird cage is based on and then there's the one the other one with uh, gerard gerard depardieu depardieu with uh my father my father the hero my father the hero sure. is another one and in this particular um uh, in those movies, though, and in this one, the, the article that I wrote pointed out exactly what you said, is that when you cast an African-American in this role in the United States, you completely change the lighthearted nature of the of the film, and you start making it incredibly... Um, commentary it's like it, you become you have to deal with these issues yeah. and you can't have any of the, the comedic amounts of it get totally tied up in all of these other social issues yes. that are present that you don't see with the other times they've redone these films definitely and i, I i'm just gonna say just to kind of just as an umbrella statement i'm just gonna go ahead i'm gonna make a ruling on this that when you make a film you you are not allowed to use the topic of slavery as comic subtext in your movie. <laughs> this is not that you can't you can't do it. Yeah, You're no, not allowed to do that. But I'm just I, gonna but say I agree. <laughs> but I will also say that Richard Pryor agreed to be in this movie. It's true. And he he and as I stated at the beginning, he has a history of making jokes about this very issue. And so you know, I've talked to you about this. I'm reminded of the Saturday Night Live sketch with him and and Chevy Chase mm-hmm. in like 1976. Mm-hmm. And Richard Pryor is a is obviously a black man. He's attempting to get a job, and Chevy Chase starts doing a word association game right. and starts just repeating all of these racial slurs. Yeah. And Richard Pryor then shows throws back white racial slurs, and it just goes back and forth, and that's <laughs> the joke. Yeah. And so. What I've noticed also is back in that time is that there there was a willingness to make jokes about the racial component then, right. more so than you can do now. Definitely. And and so I I don't think we can discount the fact that Richard Pryor agreed to be in this movie it's as true. as he giving did. some cover to the decisions that the the that the writers and the director made in terms of trying to make it comedic because he is in this film yeah but it's just it's just the because i'm gonna posit a alternate version of this movie imagine instead of richard pryor robin williams yeah works totally it would actually i mean it'd be great and it would totally make sense too because this was 82 this is right when his career was taking off he could have he could have easily done that role and would have been terrific right he would have been fantastic in it and and it would have alleviated because by casting Richard Pryor, you you take what is ostensibly is being pitched and and positioned as a, a kids film. This is a PG rated movie that I think is clearly aiming for like a family audience in that of the time, you know, right? Um, which is to say, there's naked breasts and it's but it's PG and it's 1982. Um, well, but, there's no PG thirteen, right? This is the this is pre PG thirteen. But by casting Richard Pryor, 
just by virtue of that casting choice, you you change the nature of the movie because you you can't. I just you you. This is the thing. I don't even like. You can't broach. You can't broach the subject of slavery. I guess that's the thing. Is you yeah. you can't you can't just hint at it or like say, oh yeah, it's kind of like I'm you know I'm a slave and you're buying me. It's like no, that's that's what's happening and that's not okay. And like this. This is preposterous. Yeah, it's like you can't you you can't overcome that. Right. No matter how many jokes or even references you you know you make to it, it doesn't like unless you then make the film deal directly with that specific issue right. in a comic way that ha- that res- that resolves in a certain way, like. It can't just be an element of your movie. Like, <laughs> it can't be this thing on the side. Like on, that... it's not like on a list of like, okay, what are we gonna tick off? We need the the Pratt falls, and we need whatever witty, have the you. witty conversation the, the, and the, the puns the slavery, and all the yeah. um, and then Wonder Wheel, and then yeah. you know, it's like did we did <laughs> did we make the joke about him being black and being in slavery? <laughs> I mean, have we have we hit that note yet? I mean, uh, okay, let's make sure we hit that note because <sighs> that needs to be added to it. No, I yeah, this movie. <laughs> Again, as everyone can tell, we can't get through we can't get through even a discussion of the movie to get to the end of it because it's yeah. just but like I, so yeah, so he's he is searching to become a, a job, right? He goes he's searching in to become a job. Yes. He's, he's searching for a, a job. job. He's searching for a job and he he gets spotted in a department store cleaning basically. <laughs> this is the funny part yeah and and he's wandering around with his headphones on and 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 just talking to himself and doing being richard Pryor, being funny and eric bates the uh the the main character the main child in this movie um sees him finds him funny and says that's what he wants because his dad said he could have anything in the department store, so that's well, what he wants. Well, no, he says, "I want the black man." I want the black man. I want the black man, and then, but okay, so there's a lot to to, to unpack in this <laughs> Just, scene. So but bad. I, um, I guess first of all, we should say the kid is played by Scott Schwartz, who most people will know from Christmas Story. I mean, it's the only other thing people will know him from. But he was he was one of the friends. He was Flick. Oh my god! In the Christmas story. Flick is he the one who got his with the tongue stuck? Tongue yeah, stuck. He's the one who gets his tongue stuck to the pole. Yeah. Stuck. Stuck. Yep. God, that's, I can see it now. That's wow. Him. Okay. Yeah, he plays and also a future adult film actor. Just as you can see what, <laughs> what that career trajectory. Was. I gotta tell you, last but, episode you ruined. You ruined. <laughs> hey, that wasn't my. I was. I was. I realized that in in real time, so. Matt. You ruined Mr. DNA for me I, last last. Last episode. Now, um, now on I've this destro- episode, you've destroyed. You can't watch Flip, Christmas Story. Flick and 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 the well, the toy <laughs> I wasn't going to watch is it's ruined yeah. on its own. But it's the- true. I'm sorry. I I, I apologize. I should have okay. left that alone. But anyway, right. anyway, so that's him. But so Richard Pryor is, as you said, Jeff. Yes, he is cleaning. He's doing his job, just cleaning up after hours, listening to his headphones, and he starts playing with the football and toys, and then he finds this Wonder Wheel, which is. A toy, which I mean, I don't know why they didn't actually make these and sell them. They're so safe, but <laughs> it's basically a giant inflatable wheel that you stand on and like can and you revolve upside down, like yeah. like you're you like know, a circus act. Yeah, like as yeah, exactly. So he, he, needless to say, he gets on it and hilarity ensues, and then it pops and it ends up deflating. And Richard Pryor goes into this this very emotional sort of like. Um, performance performance this grief-stricken performance of the death of wonder wheel and my favorite part about all of this is that he is doing this for the benefit of, of no, no one. one no one he is alone he doesn't realize people are watching him he is just cleaning the department store and in, and and amusing himself and that is i just find that so funny to the point that when the uh, kid sends ned Beatty and the other guy over to to buy him to purchase the black man, as he the child says, um, Richard Pryor is still laying there pretending to be dead. Yes. So he is still maintaining his grief over. He hasn't Wonder broken Wheel. the fourth wall. <laughs> he He's just there, just for himself. And I just I find that hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, because at that point, the, all the bad stuff hadn't oh, yeah. happened it's yet. It's all downhill. It's all him. downhill. Oh. So he gets. 
he gets ostensibly purchased by by masturbates. Which, oh which, yeah, which, I'm I'm, oh. Em, I'm embarrassed at how hard I laughed. Oh, I laughed at that so, joke. Hard. so hard, I laughed because I didn't pick it up. Yeah, it's why it hit me. And his Richard Pryor's reaction, he goes, Jack <laughs> Mr. masturbates. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, yeah. he just loses it. Yeah, that was oh god. Uh, and it's such juvenile humor. It is, it but really it was is. so well timed. <laughs> Oh God! I hope we don't discover that we actually like this movie. This is already going in a bad way. Like, oh, it's just good in a bad oh, way. Um, God. So, anyways, they, <laughs> they, um, so, so, they, what do they do? Does <laughs> gets worse? So they've bought, they bought him. It gets worse. He doesn't stroll into the oh, house. No. Oh my God. They put him into a wooden box. In a box, sealed, sealed box, filled with, with styrofoam peanuts they, and a bow. They put him in a wooden box. Spared oh no my humiliation. God. I mean, I want to be clear. I'm not laughing at the the fact that that a no. black man is in a box. I'm laughing at the stupidity and the fact that this actually got made because it is such a crazy thing. And also before this when he is gets his job as the cleaning lady, we should also point out that he then serves food to Jackie Gleason and all of his like board members at a table in the maid outfit. Right. He was so this is so that's I mean that's the direction we're going. He is literally wearing Richard Pryor wearing a maid outfit and I'll have me serving the chicken and he's just like throwing it on yeah. the table to people. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> but that's Richard Pryor being funny. It is. That's that's yeah. him being good. I mean like that was the part that was funny. I was okay with the maid outfit, quite frankly. <laughs> I mean cuz I didn't yeah. think I thought that was just a hilarity kind of like let's put him in a ma-. like I thought that was just humor. It's that didn't so bother ridiculous. me. Okay? Cuz I I didn't feel like he was making a statement of any kind. No. <laughs> that that to me was fine. That was but so, the the, the fact that they Put him in a box and and oh then delivered him to uh to to Eric to Bates's Master Bates's uh bedroom, um yeah. So let's talk about so then so he's there and now he's th- he's there kind of unwillingly. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, he agreed, and here's the th- so he agrees because he, they keep putting money in his hands. And this is okay. And actually, I want to point out as far as his motivation, because this this actually was giving me big stripes vibes, which is because this is the same time. Right. So it's kind of a similar. I mean, well, okay, it's not because this is Richard Pryor and not Bill Murray. So it's a different kind of experience. But I similar to how I didn't buy Bill Murray's um, motivation to join the army. I don't buy Richard Pryor in this movie, even like. Trying to get a job because when he's looking for a job, again, he's got his headphones on riding his bike just blindly through traffic and he doesn't seem to be at the wheel of his own life in any way. (laughs) And and he didn't he didn't seem desperate enough. Yes. To because if if they had if they had I mean that is true. there's no way in any world or realm of reality where this is okay or plausible. But if they had at least tried to make it him seem really desperate, you know. But it but they don't. He doesn't seem desperate at all, really. Right. Um. Beyond, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna sell his house, but it, he doesn't seem all that broken up about it. So I don't really buy that he would agree to this deal. Right. And especially when because then he gets in this big. Uh, you know, um, bargaining scene with Jackie Gleason, and what he and and what he wants is he asks he's asking for ten thousand dollars, isn't right? I $10, think it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that, which is I'm sorry, but for what he's being asked to do, that is even by 1982 standards, this is I mean I mean there's no I mean really there's no price there's no there's no price for the the humiliation and just the absolute like. Unbelievable! And I don't understand humanity. And his 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 wife is is like a clan watch activist, activist, yeah, right. And so it's very um, litigious. Litigious, yes. Uh, She's, um, you know, she. I don't believe that she would allow him to do this. Not that you know, but I just don't. I think that there would be more marital strife of the fact that he's in here doing this. Like, so there's all this. It doesn't really They're work. They're just glossing over something that you can't that cannot and should not be glossed over. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Um so we get in there. Now now uh Richard Pryor's character is in in the Bates's mansion 
and uh, and <laughs> Eric is having to learn German, and oh, and there is a very this part I laughed out loud because it's now clear that they're just leaning into it. Her his his uh, headmistress or what do you, what do you call it ward? What was it? I, I don't. What do you call those uh, live in? I don't know. They call her the Nanny. Fraulein. That's yes. Those. Okay. So, but they, I think it's called something else. I can't remember what it's like. Au pair matron or matron or whatever. Matron. But the the. the 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 matron the fräulein is german right and she he's learning german so there's, there's all these undertones of he's buying a black black man he's doing all this stuff he's learning german and i'm thinking god he's learning german and then they knock on her door and do you see what's on the television screen <laughs> yes yes she is watching a speech she's of Hitler. She's like watching Triumph of the Will in her in she's her room. Watching a Hitler like, speech, and she is like speaking to the yes. TV, like excitedly, like yes. agreeing with with Hitler. With Hitler, yeah. and and oh my God, yeah, this was just like I mean, how can we just make this even more totally unnecessary? Her character is totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. I was always confused as a kid too, because I was like, well, there's her, but then there's Fancy. Like, what? What's happening? But then, the, where is his real mom? Like, there's never any mention of his real mom, and I was just the, like, in the mental hospital. Oh, which right. The well, other part of this that got really dark because yes. I never caught that until this time. All of Jackie Gleason's wives end up institutionalized. Institutionalized, right. <laughs> Including this one, which she's and, about, she's headed there too. Fancy even says, she goes, she mentions, she's like, we don't need to talk about this. She's like, I think it's real relevant. Yeah. Because I may be hidden there soon. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like it's like clear that he just discards guy, his oh. wives into mental institutions. Yeah, Jackie Gleason's character is a just absolute... I mean, scum. Which scumbag. we'll get to, but like, I don't get why at the end of the movie everybody's giving him a second chance. Oh, I'm like, this no. guy is awful. No, why are you? He hosts a fucking. He hosts the the okay. Grand Wizard of the the Ku Klux Klan. But I finally okay, figured out folks. why. Did you catch why? Because that's just always bugged me. I'm like, is he really just throwing a fundraiser I, for the Ku Klux Klan? I know it was for some uh, other. I finally reason. caught it. Yeah. So early in it? the movie. You see him walking down the hallway, and they say, you're going to be indicted federally. And he goes, oh, maybe we need to bring the senator in. And so what he was doing is he brought the senator in. He says, don't mention it's a fundraiser, because if they knew it was a fundraiser, we'd be the only two people here. And then he says the same thing to the Ku Klux Klan member. And then when they got him together, he goes, take the picture now. He was getting blackmail on the senator to try to prevent himself from getting indicted. Okay. So he wasn't supporting the Ku Klux Klan. He was just... I'm this sorry. Guy, yes, he was just shit. setting up the senator to get blackmail on him oh with the God. Ku Klux Klan. But by the way, he knows the Ku Klux Klan. He was able to get in contact. I don't know about you. Yeah, I wouldn't know where to find a Ku Klux Klan member. No. I don't know where to start <laughs> no. to call a Ku Klux Klan member. I mean, he has clearly him on speed in, dial. in his Rolodex. In his Rolodex, yep. Is, yep. There's the Grand Wizard Grand of the Ku Klux Klan, right there under Where's, G. Under G. <laughs> Like, I did know. I put the Grand Wizard under G or W? Which, which, where did I put it? Or under that? K. I guess it should be under K. <laughs> it should be under K. Who, where do you put, where do you put a clan member? <laughs> oh my God. No, he is, I mean, he's irredeemable, I would say. And yes. yet the, and yet the movie ends up essentially making him a sympathetic father. Richard Pryor. Who's just, who's just doing his best. Richard Pryor should take that child and put him, take him away. Yeah. Because there's no hope for him. I and know. Richard Pryor no. even says it. He goes, you're going to be an asshole. He's like, I don't, what if I don't want to be an asshole? He's like, well, you're kind of yeah, hopeless. exactly. He it's just like, says, you're going to be an <laughs> exactly. asshole. It's like. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's unbelievable. All right. So he's there. Um, one of the characters that I really did like in the movie was Barkley. Oh yeah, but he was also sold. Right, Barkley. I put that too. <laughs> Barkley is a slave too. To- like everyone who works for Mr. Bates is a freaking slave. Like it's, and I guess maybe the, I don't know. Maybe that was their way of saying, well, "See, Barkley's a slave too." Like <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's not right? racially motivated. He just thinks all human beings can be <laughs> exactly. sold. Exactly. Um, oh my god. Yeah. No, but we find out middle of the movie that he got sold. He got lost. He was lost in a. In a billiards <laughs> yes. bet, so he just drinks himself to sneeze. Yeah. Like, and he's just sitting there with he's the just martini. Every goes, scene. Oh yeah. Thank you, like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he just holds it up and goes, yeah. "Yes, yes, may his billiard game improve." And yes, I definitely yes. believe that that actor was j- drunk. drunk the whole time. I mean, yes, the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's called method. That's <laughs> yeah. Method acting to the fullest. I hope. I mean, I feel like everybody was drunk during this because yes. I don't know why how it happened. But it, we and we well we should, as far as the guilty parties are concerned, point out that this movie's directed by Richard Donner, yep. who is help me, 
Okay, okay, this is... Oh, I Honestly, I'm shocked because I really thought you would know, and this is going to genuinely blow your mind. <laughs> okay. Okay, Richard Donner. I'm just going to list off a series of credits that this man directed. Okay. The Omen. <laughs> Superman. Okay. The Goonies. Lethal Weapon. All the Lethal Weapon films. Scrooged. <laughs> Conspiracy Theory. Maverick. Uh, I mean, arguably one of the most impressive, Resumes. interesting filmographies of yes. any filmmaker yes. of all time. I mean, just those movies I listed. Just so for we found the dud. I we mean, found, we found his his ugly duckling. I mean, it's unreal. And the funny thing is, is that you know, well, I mean, I get, Richard Donner is a very liberal guy. And yeah. Like, I mean, like I remember, like in Lethal Weapon two, he worked in like anti-apartheid stuff and right. like. You know, saving yes. the fish and all that. Yes, like, and he's he's a very even in like Scrooge. I remember there was some stuff like he yeah. very so very liberal guy, and the fact that he directed this and didn't didn't see how this just wouldn't work is kind of shocking. Well, but again, I I wonder if we're looking at it from from our perspective now and having a hard time seeing it because I'm telling you, there are you watch some of this comedy back then and it is. Like by today's standards, it's like whoa! Like yeah. you're making some jokes here that are not cool, right. but everyone seems to be cool with it. Yeah. And so I don't know if maybe we're just over, uh, we're letting our modern sensibilities cloud our judgment on on what it felt like then. It clearly, mm-hmm. I mean, not that we're spoiling it, but here it clearly does not hold up. It's, no, you, it's not. This is a. This it's is not a, funny. The funniest yeah. parts are the parts where they get away from this from. The, the racial, like I wrote down, yeah. one of the funnier things is one of the many times Richard Pryor quits yeah. and leaves and they come back and offer him more money. Yeah. <laughs> they now come back and offer him $10,000 to come back, and which is the amount he needed. Yeah. And so he invites Morehouse into the house and he's just like, can we get you anything? He goes, my wife and I were about to make love. Do you want to join in? Like it's just <laughs> yeah. a lot of just yeah, which I'm sure is ad lib. Ad lib. Like, I mean, he is just he's. I mean, yeah, he's hilarious in the movie. Like he is. I mean, and the, and the funny thing too is watching it. He's definitely not phoning it in. Yes. And he's and he he actually seems to be enjoying himself, yeah. which is even stranger. But and he even seems to like the kid. Yeah, I agree. Like he actually seems to genuinely like the kid. I never got the sense that like he just wanted to wring his neck, which right. I kind of did. But but uh so yeah, so he and apparently I was reading he had a he loved working with Jackie Gleason. They got along. Well, like, I really could imagine well, that and, yeah, but I could see how someone would enjoy making a movie about uncomfortable material. It's yeah. not like somebody in I Schindler's mean, List is going to hate the people that they're working with because yeah. it's Schindler's List. I think it is from, like you said, from uh, the vantage point of the time that we're living in that this stuff, it just isn't acceptable. But at the time, you know, this is still when race relations are... I mean, there's. I mean, there's still. You know, I mean, who knows? At this it point, hasn't been solved. It hasn't been solved. But I mean, it's. It, I just. I just felt it's at a very awkward phase in this movie. I agree. Very awkward. Speaking of 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 things that for some reason must be a difference in timing, uh, in eras. Richard Pryor seems very willing to get into water with his full clothes on. <laughs> this does. happens repeatedly in this movie. Like once or twice you would think this is like, okay, it's making a point. It happens like four or five times. It's true. He walks right in. He's always in full clothes getting he, wet. He, he is. Right? He gets in a tub. He walks into the the, the water with the piranhas. With the piranhas. He, yeah. he gets the into the water the in the end. pool at the end. I think there's another motion where he walks into the into a like a fountain yeah. at some point like he's just always he's fully clothed no yeah. issues the I, piranha one's the throwaway one yeah the, the pool the, the bathtub makes sense he's it he says you can't get in the tub with 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 a you can't get in another tub with a grown naked man yeah and he's like okay and he gets in with his clothes okay point taken the piranha thing doesn't he's just like he's in full yeah full clothes and he just goes there's no piranha and he walks right in with no like i'm like yeah <laughs> Anyways, must be an era thing. Maybe in the seventies, everyone seventies, eighties, everyone just went into the water with their full clothes. I guess so. I mean, I, I loved. I mean, there are a couple lines like, um, well, there's the part when when it actually was part of I think the scene where they go they bust in on the Frau line watching Hitler on her TV, yeah. and which we should also point out that she. Although apparently, I mean, well, clearly a Nazi very sympathizer yeah. is very, yes, very sexually attracted to Richard Pryor. Yes. So there's some weird, 
I don't know what her deal is. Like that's a that's a like a whole other movie right there, her story. But she that I don't want to watch. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Not interested. But <laughs> that's a whole nother movie no, I don't want to watch. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, but when Richard Pryor comes in, she like savages ravages him and grabs him and is like pulling him into her yes. bed. And she says she says to him, "Are you brown all over?" <laughs> Which was like Jesus. terrifying. It's so bad. I mean. God, just absolutely tasteless. Um, Put it this way. This movie I wrote down, I had to look up all the different slurs that were used (laughs) in this movie. I'm not kidding. Like, there was language by by Jackie Gleason's character and a couple of the other white characters that I had to look up. (laughs) Like, I was like, I don't, it's like old timey slurs that I had to look up and be like, what is that? Oh, that's another slur. Yeah. That's another slur. It was just like, what in the world is going on? Um, Richard Pryor, there was, given this though, there were some jokes in here that were really funny. There was a part at the end where he's, driving around in the go-kart mm-hmm. and he gets the grand wizard to fall on front of his car and he looks at him the grand wizard's got this <laughs> this just perplexed face because yeah. he's just been hit by this car yeah. and richard Pryor just looks at him and goes what's the matter grand wizard i'm in the back you know and just goes <laughs> it's like so there's yeah. some some jokes there that that are funny right but it's just i think this is a timing thing. i think this is an yeah, era thing because it it's is. just there's too many of these that are glaringly it's, bad it's 80s is showing very badly. yes it's 80s are showing yeah yes absolutely big time um, but yeah but it's but it but you're right i mean there is there are funny moments but that's really just it's a similar thing to like house guest which is a movie that is preposterous and makes no sense but is I think really funny, and that one I do think is worth watching because I just think it's Sinbad and Phil Hartman are so great. But this one is a little like I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would recommend this to people to watch. I mean, wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, probably. Hate to say it because it's it was something it was a part of our childhood that I remember vividly. Yeah, but I I watching it, it is just too problematic and honestly i think you could watch it with another set of adults as kind yeah. of a look at how bad this movie is yeah it's a it's a good sort i of, wouldn't show it to another child it's a good sign of the times and a way to like kind of as a as a lamppost of where we were in 1982 <laughs> in america as far as race relations are concerned and it's not pretty and i mean it's still not pretty but like Man, at least we know not to make this movie. It's true. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's how where we've grown. We've grown so much. <laughs> we so we've av- come so far. We avoid the slavery humor. Oh my God. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. We already talked about this. The last note I had is why is U.S. getting a break? I, I don't understand why he gets a break at the end. Why? Why? Why oh, should yeah. we be redeeming him no. at all? Like he has made. He's like normally in those situations, that character has to show some growth. Yeah. And- yeah, in fact, I have an alternate ending, which maybe would have actually could have saved the movie potentially, is if like oh, I'm have, so intrigued. Have okay. him, we'll have him get arrested, have Jackie Gleason get arrested, and have the kid go with Richard Pryor, and uh, that, that and would he, work, you know, because then he would get his comeuppance. And I mean, because they do, we should probably point out that they, I think they do try their way of addressing the racial issues. I think is by having them start this newspaper. That they right. that they're going to use to like expose the, all the corruption and and cruelty and hypocrisy of his father's Which, empire. Oh my God! Reminds me of the of the the most the, the what I <laughs> what was the most depressing and uncomfortable scene in the entire movie mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, was the scene after they have distributed this paper in the boardroom. And they make Morehouse come in oh, in yeah. front of his son and in front of that, in front of Richard Pryor, and he take makes us pull down your pants, and he yeah. makes he just basically, yeah, just humiliates humiliates him. the yeah. guy, and, and yeah, and yeah. that one was, I want to stress, I'm not saying it is worse than than the slavery and all of that stuff, of course, but I'm saying the depiction of it in the movie, yes, the most painful one, because the other ones, the slavery ones, which are bad, yeah are used as jokes and Richard Pryor is making a joke and they don't lean into it right. as bad. This was really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think and I think that's where you see 
where they were coming from as far as like because i think that scene was meant to be like see everyone's a slave kind right of. i think and i think i did i do and i mean but when i say oh, that Jesus. i know Don't i know say, but you, i can you say it again just so that we can all hear it no okay no, good, i will not I, repeat that <laughs> but i i do believe that that was the thinking of the filmmakers and that that was their rationale and of course it's completely tone deaf and wrong and incorrect, and it's a but. See but I think so seriously, I really think that that was their attitude with that scene, and of course we've come oh, we've come God. so far now to know how absolutely outrageously inappropriate that is. Yeah, I just don't see again. And back to him not being redeemable. Like I, I just there is no growth no. in him. Like he did all these things. He got caught trying to blackmail the senator, yeah. and then the next scene he's just like, well, he's just in a car, just kind of going about. It's like maybe yeah. we go to Europe. Yeah, I, and I'm I, like, I think I think it, the extent of his growth is that he's allowing his child to be around a black man is like that's like literally probably the biggest growth that he has in this film right and it's just like yeah that's not enough <laughs> not enough not at enough. all i'm sorry yeah no. um what else anything else I, about this movie i mean well there the part when when fancy who we didn't really talk about much but she's i uh, she's great i love her and she says when she says there's a real life black man in this house <laughs> was just like i just another one of those uh, lines like wow did she actually say those words yeah. like or or the other part where 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 richard pryor is in a spider-man outfit yeah. and gets paraded into the 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 dining room in front of everybody and says, I just wanted to show everybody what U.S. bought his son. I I assume these models will be in the store next summer, and you'll be able to blah, blah, blah. Like this, he doesn't even need batteries. He doesn't even need batteries. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's again, laughing but, but, at the ridiculous. Like yeah, the, but see, the offensiveness of all the whole thing. Yeah, in the case of that character, they they took it her far over the top, Correct. so that we knew we were laughing at her and at how her. how ridiculous and how dumb she was. Right. Whereas with Jackie Gleason's character, they tr- you know they tried to make him seem you know put together and all there, and it's just like it, yeah, there was the handling of that character was really. And I also uh, think that off. there one thing that I, and I'm curious if you felt it. I feel like. Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason, clearly they're of different eras, but I felt like it was very palpable in the movie. Like, Jackie Gleason, some of the decisions he made as an actor were very 1950s kind of, you know, like when he got, when someone would come in and catch him in an uncompromising uh position uncompromising position. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to listen back to that pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me slow down my my tongue and my teeth and use my diction. It wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be does it hold up if there wasn't something that what, came out of your mouth that was just flabbergasting. Just let it go. And I just <laughs> let the I let the I let the words go. Um uh, was this movie written by Broccoli? I don't uh, think uh, it was written by Broccoli. <laughs> uncompromising. When he gets caught in an uncompromising position, yeah. he decides to just go woof. Oof, right, yeah, which right. is a very 1950s kind of gag. Right, you know, it's not a facial express. He just audibly says it. It also sounds like something you would do in a, like a radio show. Right, you yeah. know, um, where you have to make the sound to make the audience know. Sure, compare that to Richard Pryor, who's more, you know, more modern at this time, and he's yeah. obviously he's, you know, touted as somebody who, from a comedic standpoint, moved the genre into a different direction. Yeah. I just felt like that juxtaposition between the two of them was very unsettling like it didn't fe- he it didn't feel like he was in the same movie well i think again if they were if, if they just if, they just shouldn't have cast richard Pryor in this movie i just don't know what else right. like if they because seriously think robin of, williams would have been a great right pick. i mean yeah. just imagine robin williams we wouldn't have any of these it would have just been a silly fun movie we wouldn't have any of these other things and and the thing is like i'm all for making movies that are like genre films but that also touch on you know incendiary topics and touchy subjects i mean that's great like i mean something like get out is a great example of a movie that is a horror film at its heart but it touches on these really complex and interesting ideas of race Mm -hmm. relations and i'm all for that stuff it's just in this case it they they clear they put the funny over the commentary and you can't again you can't 
broach the subject of slavery comedically. With you can't you can't unless you're unless unless it is unless you're going to fully investigate yes. it and you cannot Correct. you can't make that part of your movie. And I think I think what it, the 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 original sin in this movie was casting Richard Pryor, as you said, yeah. and then all of the cascading decisions after that stem from that casting. Right. It's like okay, he's he's black and now this is going to be problematic so how do we address it let's add this joke and this joke and this joke and make him say this so that we can get to this so that it's not completely offensive like and then the sum of it all is just is not better yeah there's no, no. synergy no. there's no synergy in this it's just the sum of it is ex- equals exactly what it yeah. You think it would it's, be, and it's, it's bad. truly shocking because Richard Donner is like I just like I just all the movies he did. I mean, he's an incredible filmmaker, and he just this one. It's interesting to see because even the best of them can sometimes it just doesn't just doesn't work out, doesn't come together. There's like just a miscalculation, and then everything like yeah. a house of cards, it all just tumbles beneath <laughs> it. Tumbles, and it's yes. Like, yes. And this is yeah, this is a. This 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 is a failure. This movie was a failure, I think, in, I, at what it set out to do, and it was misguided and miscast and just... So what I will say, I, I read some of the reviews of this movie from the time. Although it sh- I do want to point out, Rod, now that we have this new segment, Roger Ebert actually didn't review this movie. Okay, so, so yeah, we can't do it. But I did read some of the reviews, and to the point it was panned then, too. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, it wasn't panned for the racial components Uh, it was panned because they felt richard pryor was kind of misused and and limited to a kind of they said just a gesticulating making funny faces it's just too it's too silly a picture right and and so i think that the offensiveness is really a sign of the differing errors and uh i think that uh (laughs) the poor quality is uh is timeless. <laughs> yeah, really. it, I mean, it, 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 it really is just a bad movie all the way around. It's true. So, um, since we don't have the segment of uh, uh, what did Roger think, uh, we're just gonna have to go straight to the nuns. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear from the get what our feeling about yeah. this is. Two nuns two down. Two nuns down. This two is, nuns down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I. Yeah. It's no just nuns. No other way to look. No, no. Yeah, no nuns though. No nuns. Yeah, but two nuns down. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like we've run into a nun drought kind of. The last few episodes, there have been no nuns, so I feel like (laughs) we have some nuns in our future, though. Oh, yeah, they'll come back. We we have some nuns in our immediate future too. Some of these movies. That's true. That's very true. So, um, all right. Well, that's the toy. We 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 tap danced around a way around it. I still feel like we did. I mean, I don't think anything was really accomplished today. No. No, the only positive out of that movie was the opening credits. It's true. It's uh, a fun song. Go listen to the to the song. What's it called? You, you've got remember. a friend. Not you got a friend in me. That's Toy Story. <laughs> yes, that's Randy uh, Newman. It's a. Uh, I just want to be your friend, right? Or I don't know if that's what it's called. Go list. Go go watch. Go on YouTube and watch the oh, opening wait. credits. Before to the we toy. go, I do have to bring this up because this was the most unsettling thing that my wife found in the movie, which mm. was the the discussion about about sexual intercourse that Richard Pryor's. Uh, uh, <laughs> character has to have with Master Bates. Very uh, uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And um, was supposed to be a heartwarming yeah. scene. It's, and it, it really was It was played, because it wasn't played for laughs. It was played genuinely. Like, yes. Like, this kid's really asking, but he says, Straight. but he says, what do you do with your thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, he says those words, and I mean, I'm sorry. At that moment, I'm just like, all credibility is out. <laughs> like, this is just nonsense yeah god I mean, yeah it was really bad uh, it just in so many ways just misguided and all filmmaking. the way all right well so that's the toy yeah. um probably will never watch that movie no, again i think now we can kind of put put that put that vhs back in its chest and bury it <laughs> bury underneath where the we floorboards of the cabin in the woods where we found it and, and leave it for some <laughs> other unsuspecting travelers to come across one day and discover for themselves yes the first question will be where do i find a vhs <laughs> vcr oh that's true well there's a vcr there too in the cabin of course there's, in this cabin in the woods yeah there's the, electricity okay. and yeah there's a generator there's some there's some, some okay it's got the all the trappings to be able to accomplish it all right the toy that's the toy. it 
that's uh, Matt. What's our next movie? We got we got to do. Uh, what's yeah. the next one? Um, I think next. Well, next we're gonna do uh, a movie that I think is also going to be divisive. Although I think the division will be between myself and my co-host. Oh yeah. And yes. that is a movie called Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Which. For me, and I'm sure the vast majority of you listening to this will cheer and, and joy and, and, and excitement and anticipation because it's a masterpiece and one of the greatest movies ever. But we might have some differing opinions from across the Yeah, we have, we have some differing opinions on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It wasn't that big for me. I'm, it wasn't very adventurous. Oh it was boy. it was just Pee Wee. Oh boy! And I was. I, I, I'm excited to get into okay. it. Okay. And also to you know make it as a kind of belated tribute to Paul Rubens who passed away. Yes. Um, I, I I don't feel uh, good about that. So rest <laughs> in peace. Yeah. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll, we'll get into it next time. I'm excited. All right, Matt. Um, another one in the books. Yeah. The, the toy. The toy. Don't watch it. Just, don't watch just, it. Watch anything else. Watch, watch any- Richard Pryor and anything else, watch, but not this yeah. movie. Watch, uh, actually, since we're talking about Richard Pryor movies, Richard Pryor is actually a, gr- a great dramatic actor as well, and he did a, a movie called Blue Collar. Okay. It came out in the 70s. It was directed by Paul Schrader, who wrote Taxi Driver and did a bunch of great movies, and Harvey Keitel is in it, and Yafet Koto from Alien is in it. And it's like a dramatic movie about these... Um, these guys who work in a factory and it's about their struggles with like the union and Richard Pryor is amazing. It's like a genuinely great performance that maybe a lot of people haven't seen and it's a really good movie. So I highly recommend don't watch the toy. Watch, watch Blue, Blue Collar. Collar. All right. It's a great film. All right, Matt. All right. We'll, uh, we'll tackle the next one the next time. Signing, signing off. Take them, take them down. Take them down. Take them down. Do your stuff. All right. Bye.